Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When crafting the gaming industry as we know it across the last few decades, developers have weathered plenty storms of backlash from the likes of myself and you, the seasoned gamer, as to what they got wrong. The following range from awkward design experiments to bugbears and bygone tropes that for some reason just won't die. We've all experienced them, we all hate them, and yet they persist. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 BS video game mechanics you had to go with. Number 10. One person detects you, everyone knows. Cyberpunk 2077. A problem born from the stealth genre that Metal Gear Solid 2 actually fixed way back in 2001 was the notion of an entire bank of enemies knowing your exact position the second only one of them found out. Annoyingly, even Metal Gear would ditch this in MGS3. But over the years, everything from Assassin's Creed to Fable, Splinter Cell to Cyberpunk 2077 has seen entire bases go on alert just because you brushed up against one enemy too closely. Even worse is not knowing how much noise you're making, inevitably triggering an NPC to whirl around on the spot, point an invisible finger, and call the cavalry within seconds. Number 9. Inaccurate Percentages XCOM. Okay, why even have percentage-based actions in games if there's no consistency in their supposed execution? That's a flowery way to say that if I'm pushing a rifle into an alien's face and the shot's likelihood is somehow still just 90%, I'm kinda gonna lose it if it doesn't connect. Over the years, XCOM has become synonymous with this huge disparity between visuals and action, leading to fans thinking, screw it, why not, when faced with both 5% chances or 95% chances. Ultimately, XCOM and more recently Disco Elysium's percentage-based exchanges are either going to work or not, so maybe it's easier to just think of them as 50-50 coin flips. Number 8. Slot Machine Loot Boxes Need for Speed Payback Microtransactions are somewhat infuriatingly here to stay. When done well, they're a way to support a dedicated workforce keeping servers online, managing digital storefronts, and tweaking the balance of competitive multiplayer. When they're outright ridiculous though is the likes of Need for Speed Payback or NBA 2K20, where money-grubby publishers thought the best way to address the increasing pressure around loot boxes and gambling was to make in-game casinos. In both these titles, your upgrade paths are resigned to literal slot machines. Slot machines powered by coins acquired from microtransactions. Thankfully, the backlash was immense and on the Need for Speed side, Payback tanked with the response to both these implementations being nothing but disgust. Number 7. Over-Encumbrance Fallout and Elder Scrolls Speaking of disgust, how many times have you been dissuaded from doing another side mission or exploring more of an RPG's open world because you simply won't be able to carry whatever you might find? At this stage, with over-encumbrance being rife across Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and The Witcher 3, I'd wager everyone who's spent any time in these games has felt the sting of having to leave something behind. Now, some titles try to mitigate the damage, giving you a horse or companion to share an inventory with, but why can't we, in a fantasy game with dragons and magic spells, just cast something that 
would transport our gear home or to a custom location. Every time the reason given for enforcing over encumbrance is that it would make a game less realistic. Yet in Skyrim, you're free to resurrect a now demonic chicken in your fight against a woolly mammoth whenever you like. Number 6. A Broken Enemy Detection System Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow Another awkward growing pain of the stealth genre, how to make sure you're playing efficiently and not just leaving bodies everywhere in your pursuit of the next quest marker. Well, the otherwise solid and recommendable Splinter Cell sequel Pandora Tomorrow had an idea, though it can often make you restart entire missions. See, Splinter Cell has a light meter, and as a way to, in theory, make sure you are hiding bodies effectively, Pandora Tomorrow does a background check on unconscious enemy placement and the location of the darkest areas in the level, then raises the alarm if the two don't line up. The huge problem is you could have stuffed a guy down an alleyway where no one would find him, maybe launch someone off the side of a cliff or drown them in a river, things that the scan cannot account for, and all things that still give you a red mark. Three checks and it was back to the beginning. Something that when the game does this process in between checkpoints means you could end up with a totally broken save where the only recourse is to do it all over again. Number 5. Escort NPC Walk Speeds Jack 2, Shadow of War and The Witcher 2 Now I'm not talking about escort missions in general here. No, there's something way more pernickety that we've all experienced that literally only Ghost of Tsushima ever got right. I'm talking about NPC walk speeds, and the annoying reality of coding an escort or followable character with a speed that's faster than your default walk, but slower than your default run. It results in edging forward bit by bit, trying to maintain pace with the character in question, but forever looking just that little bit too awkward. Again, only Ghost of Tsushima comes to mind as a recent title that fixed such an age-old issue, having characters match your speed instead, and even mounting horses to keep up if need be. Number 4. Difficulty Scaling in Loot Shooters Destiny, Outriders, and The Division Over the years, difficulty has come in many forms. We've had increases in the number of enemies on screen if you go higher, maybe more aggressive AI or methods of flanking you in a shooter that aren't present on easy or medium. At the absolute bottom of the rung, though, is every looter shooter's idea of challenge. The idea of making it so random projectiles and base attacks can now one-shot you as every enemy does 10 times the damage. You'll hear optional raids and bosses referred to as challenging, but they all end up going down the same way. You deploy a tactical, game mechanics-based approach, but the enemy kills you in seconds simply because their level is that much higher. They didn't outsmart you and you weren't playing badly, you just hadn't put enough time in to grind out the numbers governing attack and defense. Number 3. Dying too much auto-deletes your save. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice Possibly the mechanic that stopped more people checking out Hellblade in the first place, the bizarrely advertised and not actually true idea that the game would delete your entire save file if you died too much. Tying into Hellblade's powerful, emotional depiction of psychosis and the titular Senua slowly being consumed by demons both literal and personal, an oily black mass would engulf more of her arm every time you died. It took until launch for the truth to come out though, that despite what Ninja Theory had been saying about the notion of Senua losing it all if you couldn't play well enough, it just wasn't true. Those who missed the memo spent far too much of Hellblade in a constant fear that they were going to lose it all, when with some clearer marketing it would have benefited everyone. Number 2. One Thing at a Time Animal Crossing New Horizons Considering how ludicrously popular Animal Crossing New Horizons is, how many sales records it smashed, and how it was the game keeping spirits high across 2020, we've all kind of forgiven just how outdated a lot of its controls and mechanics feel. 
I'm talking about the fact you have to unlock an item select wheel, how you can only craft one thing at a time, how weapons break after an amount of hits that you can't see, how you have to manually button through repeat dialogue interactions with the likes of Blathers or Orville every single time. The worst thing though, and it's quadruply so because it takes so long to actually unlock, is the Island Designer app i.e. how you terraform your island to remix pieces of land, inclines, declines, and bodies of water. Put simply, it sucks. There's no wider aerial view whatsoever, so instead you're stuck interacting one square at a time with what's right in front of you, slowly, oh so slowly, carving your island into what you want. Laying down a path, making a mountainside or steep decline, they take afternoons of maneuvering your villager around this invisible grid, committing to and deleting your progress every few minutes. Why Nintendo hasn't deployed a far more robust customization suite I'll never know, as the wider fandom is now using a homemade version from developers Rob Fickman and Carmela Diaz just to get a wider idea of what they're building. Honestly, just look at how much better this is. And number one, Dragon Rot. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. The video game equivalent of someone laughing at you while the game over screen is displayed, Sekiro's Dragon Rot mechanic is similar to Hellblade's Arm Rot, but has a more demonstrable effect on in-game NPCs. Namely, they'll slowly disappear from their positions if you repeatedly die, bringing about the horrific realization that you can't complete certain quests, talk or acquire items if you can't beat an enemy or boss. Obviously, you'll be struggling to do this anyway, as Sekiro is easily from software's most demanding game when it comes to sheer hand-eye coordination and reaction times. Thankfully, there are eventually ways to mitigate Dragon Rod, but they came after scores of players were restarting, thinking they doomed their saves altogether. When so much of Shadows Die Twice is already mashing you into a fine paste, dealing with this on top could feel like too much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.